Previously on You Call the Shots. We begin reading Forecast from Stonehenge. After a mysterious phone call from our definitely sketchy and probably German friend Tvig, we take an absurdly expensive taxi ride all the way to Stonehenge itself on the summer solstice, looking for a man named Alistair, who is a druid, apparently. While looking for him, we meet a fairy woman, Elaine, who says she knows Alistair. We follow her and manage to get tangled up in some mischievous fairy fuckery, transporting us back in time to 1844 and most definitely a game over. After drinking for the loss, we decide to not follow the fairies and look for Alistair at Stonehenge ourselves. Shortly afterward, he finds us and surreptitiously gives us a package that he says contains an ancient ceremonial golden sickle. He tells us to take it to his contact at the British Museum, a man incredibly named Standish Bloom, adding that we should talk to and trust no one until we get there. Then, like trustworthy people often do, he turns around and vanishes into the crowd without another word. And so... We continue. Hey, adventurer, you're back over here. So then, what do you have it? It's your call. With that, he turns away from you and disappears into the crowd. Instead of getting smaller, the crowd seems to have grown since the setting of the sun. Exhausted from the long day and strange events, you catch a ride. Okay, we're, we're leaving Stonehenge. All right. Well, that's all we needed, right? I Wait, really? I guess, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we went there to meet him, so I... We're, Forecast, forecast from Stonehenge. So I, we got the forecast. But we're kind of curious. We kind of curious what those fairies would have made us do to them with the food. If, if we were, you know, yeah. forever in debt to them. Is that yeah. your is that your kink? I mean, that's that's yeah. fine. No, I wasn't that's a sexual. That wasn't a sexual thing. I was just honestly curious. We, we might find out someday. We'll see. Can we put, like, a bookmark to the fairy page so if, like, once we've done all this... It's books, one of the first pages. I think we can find <laughs> Jack, Jack needs to find out what page it is so I we can come to back know. to it. I, I need to see what these fairies are going to do What page us. is this on? Where'd you get this book from? I'd really hey guys, love to I don't read know. it. Maybe it's just me, but that food sounds pretty good. All right. Um... <laughs> Exhausted from the long day and strange events, you catch a ride to Amsbury with a van of elves. So what? we are going back to the elves. <laughs> I, yeah, those fairies were elves. Everyone knows elves are at the museum. Elves. Well, they were showing pictures of elves earlier, weren't they? What? Okay. What, what is, is the is difference between a fairy and an what elf? What the hell is this book that well, you wait, just so, casually throw in these things? So we are going back to elves? Yeah. So uh, you catch a ride to Amsbury with a van of elves. Oh, you are God. able to get the last room in a small inn above a pub. When you are safely in your room with the sh door shut and locked, you extract Alistair's package from your pack. He said go to the museum. Why are you... Okay. Um, what the fuck? I guess it's closed. Um... You carefully untie the string. As soon as you open the paper, you feel your weariness drop away in a surge of adrenaline. The object in your hands is one of the most amazing things you have ever seen. It is a wickedly curved dagger with a sharp interior blade. Fine scroll work lines both sides of the blade. It contains writing of some sort. A thin runnel curves or Is that how you pronounce it? Runnel? It's like, I think it's that groove in the blade. Rental? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Jack goes, okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, no, it's very similar to the name, yeah. so I'm going to assume. R, R U N N E L. You're going to assume. Uh, if I. Assuming makes an ass out of you yeah. and me. 
if I remember correctly enough. from my random trivia brain, uh, I think that's like the groove in Swords and Blades where it's basically like supposed to be a channel for blood. Like if you hit someone with that blade, that groove Wait, yes, there in the yes, blade. I know this. Yes, yeah, yeah. It is Reynolds. Ren, it is rental. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna just call it rental. It's probably wrong. Don't at me if it is. <laughs> no, like I know this. They. Mentioned... I know this. It is rental. They yeah, met, probably rental. That's probably wrong. But I'm gonna go. No, with they, it. they've mentioned this in The Witcher and The Elder Scrolls. This okay. is rental. Okay. Well, I'm. I'm gonna say rental. Uh, I, I'm. I'm agreeing with you. Uh, bitch, no, it's rental. <laughs> I, I can't. No, I'm just that was like confident. Like yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's like supposed supposedly channels blood out the blade. Um, as the rental <laughs> curves, uh, a thin rental curves along the blade's outside edge, and most amazing of all, it doesn't indeed appear to be solid gold. It gleams in the weak lamplight. The handle is made of a smooth dark wood and is also intricately carved. So cell phones are a thing, but we're still living by lamplight. That's what I was curious about earlier. Also the fact that you're nonchalantly living in a an inn room with elves above a tap. Yeah, I... I, does it mean people who are dressed as elves from Stonehenge? I mean, you caught a ride home with elves, so I think it's kind of just commonplace in society, it sounds like. I was just thinking, like, okay, it's people who attended the Stonehenge con, do you have, like, slightly pointed ears? Henge con. The, Those yeah, would be people con. pretending to be elves. These are real elves. Well, maybe he it just doesn't, mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't say. It just says these elves are on the bus. But if it these was fake elves. elves, wouldn't they say so fake elves? We don't know. This kid just discovered what so, fairies and so druids are. All so according, we don't know he's a fucking It's all dumbass. according to interpretation. So you've got the Keebler elves who live in the tree. And so Jeff cookies. Sessions. And, oh, uh, he looks like a Keebler elf. He'll, mm, <laughs> I'm not going to say he doesn't. Um, <laughs> but clearly these Amesbury elves uh, live on buses. They live on the public transit system. They live on them. One, one might even mistake them for homeless people with pointed ears, but... Uh, that's offensive. That's for the un- ill-informed. Uh, your for, your first impulse is to take... A, yeah, we just talked about the lamplight versus cell phones. Your first impulse is to take a photo of the golden sickle with your cell phone camera and send it to Tvig. What the fuck? But you don't want to draw attention to yourself by using your flash and the light in your room is dim. You won't be able to take a decent photo until morning. Besides, Tvig is probably already asleep. Draw, t- draw attention how? There's a setting. You can turn the flash off. What, what the fuck well, is this I mean, kid's logic? I mean, you like, can't he's take saying, a picture in the dark. Yeah, That's his he's logic. He's saying, like, he has to turn... If he wants a good picture, he has to turn the flash on. But, like, also... I mean, well, I, I know that's fair. If I am in an inn in the middle of bumfuck England... Um, if I see a photo flash under a door, I'm gonna break into that room. Oh wait, is he in just like the inn, or is he in? in, in yeah, he's in an inn. It said he's in his room at the inn. Door is closed and locked. Obviously, but he doesn't want to draw attention by taking a flash photo in the privacy of his own room, I'll which just, is fair because I would break into his room. I'll just say, if I was across the street and my neighbor, if I saw a flash go off in their house, I'd break into their house. Yeah. What I the mean, fuck? anytime you see a flash go off, you know somebody's trying to take a photo of you, right? Yeah. Even if it's miles away. What the fuck? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta you gotta bust those people up. Let the people so, live their lives in their own rooms. So if you decide, to t- we can decide to take a photo of the golden sickle anyway and send it to Tvig right away or decide to wait and take a better photo in the morning. So either take a f- picture of him now in the dark or wait with until the, f- the morning? Yeah, with that dangerous flash or wait until uh, the morning. I would probably say wait till morning. Hmm. When you mentioned all the emphasis on dangerous flash, I mean... Oh, I made that up. It's not in here. It doesn't say dangerous. <laughs> take a fucking picture of him. Why do we have to lose? 
Yeah. So take a picture. Uh, so we say take a picture. I would take a picture of him. Just get it over with. You know what? Just Great. do it, Jack. Let's take a picture. Let's take a picture. Take a picture. Now. Okay, I agree. I was like, do it now. If if we die because we took a flash photo, that is the most <laughs> that's absurd. Really, yeah. like, Not that's because it? we took the food of a fairy and led to enslavement, yeah, like but the fact that we took a flash photo yeah. with the flash setting on in his own private room, mind yeah. you, in his own private room. Uh, and like that's the thing, we've done the right thing so far. We did not eat the Trixie fairy hobbit's food, and we just say logic doesn't really play a yeah. role. And in we these lost. Decisions. Yeah, we yeah. didn't eat the poison fairy food, and we lost. Okay, but hey, uh, we did use logic, and look where that got us in 1844, fucking England. It got us a shot, and also kind of death that's a uh, all right like yeah a little bit of a weeping angel uh so we're taking a picture fuck if i know you decide to take the photo now so that it's waiting in twig's inbox twig's inbox when he wakes up you pull the lampshade off the small lamp next to your bed you place the sickle on the table as close to the light as possible um you take several snapshots wait so we all the fuss about the flash, and we just took the lampshade off the lamp, and yeah, we're taking it by lamplight. What was his Wait, deal? What? He um, said he what? wasn't worried about the flash okay. going off, but he what just puts the, it next to the lamp. He doesn't use the flash anyway. So what is apparently his the person who we're following the narrative has a really just odd sense of logic. Right. Not even skewed, just odd. All right, here. So you pull the lampshade off the small lamp next to your bed. You place the sick on the table as close to the light as possible. You take several snapshots, select the best one, and uh, gotta get the right filter, and send it to Twig with the following text. Interesting developments. See attached. Even more amazing in person, but must bring to British Museum, but want you to take a look first. Call me ASAP in AM. You select Twig's name and hit send. Then you replace the lampshade and carefully pack up the golden sickle and put it away in your pack. As you climb into bed, you think back over the events of your meeting with Alistair. You remember the strange words he spoke when he handed over the sickle. They were from a language you had never heard before. Tvishnathayanith, or something like that, you know. Uh, what did they mean, and why did he say them? I'll have to remember to tell Twig that detail, you think with a yawn. In seconds, you are sound asleep. Oh, you awaken with a jerk. Open up! Open up right now! Someone is banging hard on your door. It sounds like they're about to knock it down. Who is it? You demand. You are in possession of valuable stolen property. Open this door at once. Jesus. S stolen? Do they mean the golden sickle? I wonder. Uh, do you, But who even knows you have it? Did someone see Alistair hand it to you? No one followed you last night, you are certain, and no one knew where you were staying. Then it hits you. Someone must have intercepted your cell phone message with the photo. Is that the first conclusion? Okay. Wait, what the fuck? I don't even feel like that's fucking spy shit. You can't intercept a photo yeah, of somebody like, sending it on. I mean, you can, but you have to have been looking for him in the first place. You don't just, like, randomly intercept strangers' yeah, texts looking on. for... You can't just randomly pull okay. that out of thin air. No, like we said. Logic, uh, you know, logic Does not is made up and the points books. don't matter. Uh, apparently. So, uh, someone must have intercepted your cell phone message with the photo. <laughs> Open up now, you little bugger. Whoomp. You little bugger. It says, uh, whoomp, there it is. Whoever is outside is now throwing themselves against your door, trying to break it down. You must act quickly. Alistair warns you to guard the sickle with your life, but you thought it was a figure of speech. Uh, so we can take the sickle and escape out the window or decide to call the police on your cell phone. 
Um, I we gotta escape with this. Yeah, thing. I was yeah, about to say, get like, the th- fuck out of there. There's nothing. Else. He's yeah, at your door. Let me the- call patiently while this man is trying to break into my home. Yeah. Fifteen minutes the later, the cops arrive to an empty room, and you are long gone, also dead. That's plenty of time. Do you think he's gonna break in within fifteen it's like minutes? The, it's like the doctor on South Park. I'm sorry, okay, he's dead. So, so we agree. We're getting the hell Take out the of there. And oh, get yeah. the fuck out. Okay. Like lot fuck logic, but that seems to be like the only reasonable case. Hold on, I'll be right with you. You say just. Putting on my clothes. You got 15 seconds, the voice outside replies. You don't have time to dress. That was a bluff. You throw your clothes into your pack. So you're naked. You throw your nice. clothes into the pack and jump out the small window. It's not far to the ground, and you roll when you land, breaking the blow. You are standing in some sort of parking lot. Oh, yeah. What happened to car park? We're we're mixing our English and American uh, English and American terms. Car here. park parking lot. The uh, car park. You are standing lots. in some sort of car park behind the inn, facing a low stone wall with a large field beyond. You can smell the garbage dumpster nearby. Hey, um, up above, you hear the door to your room crack and break as your pursuers kick it in. Yeah, good call. Yes, yeah, clearly the right call to get the fuck out. Yeah, fifteen seconds. Wait, man, someone like wants to barge into your room. It's like you got stolen property. I'm like, how the fuck do you know uh, I stole it? And then you just barge in anyway. Yeah, and you fucking stab him with that. Uh, you got that Reynolds blade, right? sickle. You know? Reynolds. Yeah, you could actually use the Reynolds sickle and actually use there it as a go. weapon. Uh, so <laughs> also use it as a hat. If you decide to jump into the dumpster to hide, since you have seen that several times in the movies and it always seems to work. Turn to this page. Every every page. If you decide to jump the stone wall and run for the moors, turn to this other page. Ah, oh, shit. Wait, so what are our options? So we, hide so in we the can dumpster hide in the, the dumpster or make a break for it and, like, run into the hills. Run to the hills as Iron Maiden, you know, Ooh. urges us. Ooh. Uh, so I'm not seeing a very big difference. Well, one is we hide in the dumpster right next to them and let them try and find us. Or two, we yeah, run we away and try and escape them. Yeah. yeah, I'm going with the running away option. Seems like to be the most. Okay. You would think that, but somehow I feel like the dumpster is gonna, gonna be gonna the right one. Yeah. Um, or at least we can get a good look at them in the dumpster. Yeah. May, Before we die. <laughs> it may have been a bad call to send that text, as we now know. We'll see. I On mean, side note, because, you know, of the off chance that someone fucking <laughs> intercepts our... They intercepted our photo. They're going to intercept our text. That is true. On a very side note, yeah. and this is going to be a really minute note, that is a really cool drawing of a hooded figure, so it kind of looks very roguish. So. Yeah, it, it, we've got a picture here. It looks like you have just mugged someone and yeah. are... You've got a hoodie on and are like running down the street with this bag, like not not on your back, just like holding it in your hand. It's like playing as a rogue in D and D, but in modern times, as opposed to the like fantasy or okay. Middle Ages. So Fuck are we, I say we hide, stay hide in the dumpster. Run. All right, dumpster. Jack, you said run or dumpster or run. As part of, I really want to say. Fuck it. You know what? I'll say run and I'll wager drinks if Dylan wants to argue. Really? You want to wager drinks? Yeah. I mean that's fine. Ed is uh, entirely your call. It. Okay, what do, what do you what do you bet him? Uh, three sips and ten push-ups. Two, whoa, 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 whoa! Let's let's You're stick to drinks on here. A physical okay. challenge. I mean, I all right, we, two swigs. We go with the physical challenge. Two swigs. Two sips, two sips. Man, this is so easy. I'll take crazy. any of these fucking bets if you are just gonna make them sips. Yeah, like three. So and instead of three drinks and ten push-ups, you're like, nah, just two drinks. Okay. <laughs> I'll do the ten push-ups if I need to. Okay. I'll leave that to Dylan. So the bet is three sips. If you want to do ten push-ups, that is up to you. <laughs> I'll do whatever. But Jack, if it backfires, you have to do ten push-ups. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I need to. I need to get in shape. 
We've just as a side note, we've run a wide gamut here already in just two goes. So one in one, we went with the fairies, didn't eat their food, and ended up back in eighteen whatever the fuck. Forty four. Eighteen forty four. Eighteen forty four. England. Council. And then so we've gone all the way from supernatural threats to people breaking down a door because they have hacked and tapped our cell phone. Because that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, already lots of action here. Uh, it's like your okay. average Tom Cruise movie. So we've got a split here. Uh, let's see. Uh, I am going to go with... Stay in the dumpster. Run away, run away, run away, run away, run away. You know, I'm going to pick the dumpster just for this flavor text here. Oh, Since you have seen that several times in the movies and it always seems to work. It it's does, It's probably a it? terrible idea, but <laughs> oh, I just love that so much. It's long logic, but it, it okay. probably will work. You'll be laughing now. Here logic. we go. All right, so... You decide to jump into the dumpster. It's even more disgusting than you imagined. The stink is tremendous, and you sit on something squishy that slowly begins to penetrate the fabric of your pants. Oh, yeah. oh, oh God, you're getting me going. <laughs> are you aroused by uh, this? Up yeah. in your room, your pursuers call out, Where are you, you blooming thief? Blooming? You blooming thief. It sounds like they're tearing the furniture apart. Then you hear one of them hang his head out the window. You hear one of them hang his head out the window because that's such a loud yeah. thing to stick your head out the window. Maybe he's like so like big and brawny he just sticks his little tiny head and just like he grunts while he does it. Bucket must have jumped. Two swift thuds follow. Then silence. Did they knock themselves out unconscious when they jumped? Should you stick your head out and look? No. No, no. Mm -mm. You slowly raise your head to peer above the trash. Why? It didn't even give us a choice. You oh. looked. You never looked. <laughs> I don't like this. They clearly have never played a Metal Gear Solid game. Uh, thwack! You feel a sharp pain in your skull, and everything goes dark. Well, shit. It's not a game over yet. Let's let's turn to page one twenty-five. Great. Oh, so far oh. that is uh, far and away the highest page count we've gone to either of these books. Hey, what the you, fuck is that picture? You are awakened by the bright light. Blimey, someone yells. There's a kid in the dumpster. You look around, squinting the sudden bright sun. You're in a dumpster, all right. You are surrounded by garbage and a rotten smell. What are you doing here? His what? Best. Does he have amnesia? Two young men dressed in chef's whites reach in to help you out. What are you doing in a dumpster? One asks. Uh, uh, too much pottering at the henge last night, eh? The other asks. Henge? What henge? What are you talking about? You answer. Your head throbs and you gingerly feel a lump on the size of two eggs. That is, Holy fuck. That is a gigantic... Jesus. Oh. Uh, Stonehenge is... Stonehenge is what henge? The first one replies. Where are you from, anyway? You try to think. America. Uh, I don't have any idea, you reply, feeling flustered. I hurt my head. I'll... I'll say, the second chef replies. They take you straight to the hospital. It's two more weeks before you can even remember your name. Any memory of events of the previous night along with your backpack and the golden sickle are gone forever. The end. So, so we won. Uh, I was right. Uh, I was fucking I, right. Well, we, it's true. We didn't know that dumbfuck here would just poke his head out of the trash before he heard them leave. That is like, true. Fuck logic. And apparently in that case, hey, when someone's trying to kill you and you're hiding in a dumpster, let's well, poke our heads out. All right. Out. So we lost the bet. We have three drinks each and we all, and we have to do 10 push-ups, but we No, I will all officially beat out the 10 push-ups. So you guys should uh, you didn't listen to what I said before. I said, 
Dylan had the option to do 10 push-ups, but I said, since you proposed it, you have to do 10 push-ups. And you said, that's all right, because I got to work out good in shape. I'll be honest, I'm going to just go ahead and use my fucking thumb rule on this, because I don't want to go back and start over. Thank you. Good, good use of the thumb. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Dylan, for right. using the thumb. Good, good use of the thumb. So let's. I have magic fingers. What can I say? I will put my thumbs uh, upward for you, sir. Don't like that. It's a thumbs up. So we've turned back to page thirty-six. Um, so instead of jumping the dumpster and being a dumb fuck, we are going to <laughs> jump the stone wall and run for the moles. Because that's right. Yeah, it doesn't also seem like a great plan. I yeah. It's the only plane he's These got. things, yeah, usually want you to, well, again, you can, oh, God damn it. Oh, you, did we lose that one, too? <laughs> the, I, I guess this was just an unwinnable, I guess once we took the phone call. So, you know what that tells me is that Jack's original plan to steer us down this way is wrong. Yeah, the cell phone well, picture, so I think. Well, so your plan was okay, wrong. Okay, so I'll, wrong. I'll read it. Um, you jump the low stone wall at the back of the parking area and run into the field behind. There is a hill 200 yards away with some rock outcroppings on top. Perhaps you can hide there. You decide to head toward it. The grass is wet and the air is immediately cooler as you run. You can hear your pursuers back at the end. They sound like they are breaking apart the furniture in your room. The mist get, gets thicker as you run. The hill up ahead becomes harder to see. Suddenly you have to stop. You can't see anything behind or ahead. It's as if you've landed in the middle of a thick cloud. Then you hear the whisper. The curse of the golden sickle is old and deep. You are doomed to run in the fog until next year's solstice. Who who said that, you cry. The only answer is the howling wind on the empty foggy moors. Fuck. What? So your options are I'll get hit on the head and pursued and get amnesia, or I'm cursed to Wait. run in an internal fog okay. until a solstice. I, I have a theory here. I have a theory. It's unwinnable. Since Twig contacted us on the cell phone before Twig's a fucking and said asshole. Uh, he couldn't do the thing because he had multiple broken bones for very like poorly substantiated reasons and told us to go here. When we tried to call him again, we couldn't, he, we couldn't reach him. Mm. And this Alistair random motherfucker gives us the sickle that curses us. And in one of those scenarios, then when we sent the picture, someone hacked our phone. So what I think is going on is a cons conspiracy. It wasn't Twig who called us before. Someone got us out here to come and get sickle from Alistair so the curse would be passed on to us and we'd be fucked. And there's no way to win this. If it's in a constellation, I would actually like to use my thumb to go back to the point where we can decide to, to take a picture. All right, and not take a picture. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, those are our two thumbs. So, I don't know. Uh, I feel like you should finish. use the thumb to go all the way back to the fairies. No. And to eat the food, that seems like it's such a terrible idea. I don't Honestly, know. No, we met Alistair, and we got the sickle. Uh, finish your drink, Jack. All finish right. your drink, I'll Jack. It. So, here we are back on page 14. We're going to, instead of taking the photo of the thing and sending it to Twig, which should be fine... Logically, I know as I'm saying logically. <laughs> Logic being the key word in this. Uh, so we're going to decide to wait and take a better photo in the morning. Good decision. We've been fine with the other one. Who um, intercepts a, like, a message like that? Like, <gasps> the golden sickle. We've been waiting from this room. Obviously, uh, these people, Jack, they're on to us. Fucking druids. There's, there's some like elves and druids and fairies and cursed fuckery going around. So 
I hate them all. Cursed fuckery is a good miscellaneous tab for this. Uh, yeah, I'm going to not stop questioning, but <laughs> maybe slightly less vehemently questioning. I've stopped vehemently questioning everything in life. Alright, uh, you decide to wait to take a picture of the sickle in the morning. You carefully rewrap the ancient object and place it deep inside your backpack. Minutes deep. later, you are changed into pajamas and asleep. Mm. Your dreams are vivid and scary. You are out at Stonehenge alone, and it is night. There is a terrible thunderstorm raging. You walk across... Okay, this is, I think, the right path, because that's what we see on the cover. Oh. Uh, there is a terrible thunderstorm raging. You walk across the field toward the monument. You can hear sounds of chanting from the innermost circle of stones. You walk carefully and silently forward and turn the corner to see a circle of druids holding a small wailing lamb to the sky. Is it a oh, sacrifice? Jesus. You stumble forward on the uneven ground, and one of the druids hears you. Intruder, he yells. Everyone turns at once. One of the druids begins running toward you. You cannot see his face in the dark hooded robe, but he has a huge gleaming sickle raised to attack. Jesus Christ. You bolt upright, awake. It has... You bolt upright, awake. It takes you a moment to realize where you are. Is someone outside your door? It sounds like they're trying to pick the lock. Who's there? You yell out in the dark. Suddenly... Total silence. Oh, silence. You wait for several minutes. Was it your imagination? All is still. Finally, you fall back to sleep. You, when you open your eyes, your room is flooded with sun, and the clock says eight fifteen. I'll get a great picture of the sickle now. You think, hopping off the bed. Once again, when you pull the sickle out of his wrapping, it has that same mesmerizing effect. It almost glows from within. You swing it through the air with a swish. Thirty minutes later, you've sent some photos to. Thig and had had and had some toast and tea. You check out and head to the train station. While you wait, you call Twig's Twig's cell, but it sends you to voicemail again. We can't call him. I'm telling you, that's not sketchy at all. Twig uh, took a take a look in your inbox. Twig, you say, I'm on my way back to London now. There's something you need to see. Alistair told you to go straight to Standish Bloom at the British Museum, but you really want. Twig to see the amazing sickle first. When you pull into Waterloo Station, you need to decide. Twig's cell is still sending you to voicemail. So we can go to Twig's house in person before going to the museum or go to the British Museum right away. My vote is for the museum. I would agree. Museum? Still Okay. Twig's either dead or going to make a setup. That sounds like a very drastic change, but honestly... Which is safer? I feel like that's going to be the yeah, safest. Honestly, I mean, with all of the decisions, I think you go with a safer one. Exactly. Like, you know Alistair is there to help you if he gives you the golden sickle in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Uh, you decide to head straight to the British Museum. You call ahead from the taxi. Standish Standish Bloom turns out to be director of ceremonial antiquities. His assistant seems to uh, seems about to brush you off until you mention the golden sickle. He puts you on hold, and you half expect him to hang up. Doctor Bloom will see you immediately, he says, coming back on the line. Your taxi pulls up in front of the British Museum. You find Bloom's office without any trouble. He'll be right with you, Bloom's assistant says with a smile. <laughs> if his assistant doesn't, like, die of, like, age of, like, what, 90, 100, it's like... Well, I wasn't... Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going for age. Uh, clearly my voice needs a little... Uh, voice acting needs a little work. Uh, you don't have to wait long. Bloom comes rushing out to meet you. Did you... Uh, hmm. 
How about... Did you bring it with you? He asks immediately without introducing <laughs> himself. Uh, the, the, the sickle, of course, you say. You are taken aback by his eagerness. It's right here in my pack. Uh, sorry, why don't you come into my office and we can have a private chat? He says, trying to sound more friendly. Call me Standish, by the way. Sorry for my brusque greeting. Call me Standish. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he waves you into his inner office. Bloom's office is very elegant with comfortable chairs and fireplace blazing. A number of strange but interesting objects cram the shelves. So, t- tell me all about it, he says, offering you a chair. How did you come across this? Uh, last night, I had an arranged appointment with a man named Alistair Shepard. You know him, correct? Uh, yes, very well, Bloom replies. I thought he was going to tell me something about the missing heelstone. Uh, I'm an ad- amateur archaeologist. Okay, uh, I'm an ab- amateur ac- archaeologist, but instead he gave me this, you say. You place a small box on Mr. Bloom's oak desk and open it. The golden sickle gives off a glow that seems that makes it seem warm and alive. Oh, says Dr. Bloom with a sigh. <laughs> I've dreamt of this moment for a long, long time. I'm having a jowl move- movement. <laughs> uh, what, what is it, you ask? This may be the uh, fabled golden sickle of Dunedain. The druids recorded its history. Uh, I thought the druids didn't write anything down, you ask. Stam druids. Yeah, like, hey, look, the druids worship nature and everything natural, but yeah, they can fucking write a All pen. Right. And here we got a little drawing of them in the office. You still have your hoodie up because uh, I guess it's a little chilly in there. <laughs> uh <laughs> But nippy. Uh, we it's thought nippy. that was the case until about five years ago, Dr. Bloom says. Then there was an interesting discovery in Wales. He pauses to look at the sickle. I need to get to Leicester. Here's our best data. <laughs> our master data. Uh, Dr. Bloom leaves the room. You stare at the sickle in the box and pick the sickle up again to look at the intricate designs in the blade when your cell phone rings. Tvig, you answer expectantly. I've, oh... Have you given him the sickle? The voice on the other end is harsh and ragged. It's not Tvig at all. Whatever you do, don't give it to him. Uh, 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 oh, it was, uh, it's Alistair. Okay, that needs to tell me beforehand. Otherwise, I'm going to fuck up these voices. Uh, Alistair, are you all right? You ask. No, I'm not. I was wrong to send you to Bloom. He's one of them. One of whom? What are you talking about? You reply. I can't explain now. You have to get out of there immediately. Your life is in danger. Don't give him the golden sickle. Otherwise, all is lost, he says. What am I supposed to do, you cry. I'll email your friend. Then you hear a strange cry before the line goes dead. (laughs) Jesus, so a cry and a gargle of blood before flying. He's dead. <laughs> He's Alist- probably dead. Probably I know I've only dead. met you once. I know I've only met you once before, but no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've met. You've known him for all ninety seconds. And like, I can't let him die. Met you for ninety seconds. Our circumstances were extremely vague, but still, you will be avenged, old, old, not really old friend. Outside, you can hear Doctor Bloom approaching. Here we are, Bloom says cheerily, rounding the corner. He is with a tall, pale man wearing glasses and a bow tie. 
Thank you so much for bringing us the tickle. We will be sure to give you full credit for the discovery. Discovery. It could make you somewhat famous. Uh, Lester will take you to the lab and analyze it and date it. He reaches out to take the box with the golden sickle, but you stand between him and the box. So we can choose to accept Alistair's instructions and take this accept Alistair's instruction and take the sickle back, or decide to let Dr. Bloom have the sickle. We get the fuck out of there. That's just me. Uh, I mean, I, my immediate thought is to take the sickle back and leave. Option one, please. Uh, no, again, option the two. Logical conclusion is that we should not give him the sickle. That's what I mean. What's by the up safe? Up. What's the safe? Yeah, one to go with. How? Wait, hold up. How did Alistair get our phone number? Twig, probably. If, if, well, we call if, Twig. We call Twig. If this is in fact Alistair, yeah, Twig's not Allison. It, it's just as your phone rings and you think it's Twig, but then it's Alistair on the other end. Druish hmm. magic. Is so someone options fucking one more with time? our phone again? So we can take the sickle back or give it to Dr. Bloom standing there. Um, I say take the sickle back. That's just me. What the fuck has Dr. Bloom done for us so far? Nothing He's given all. us a place to sit, and he said he'll he give us full even, credit. He hasn't even offered us tea. Uh, I think that's... Yeah. Oh, yes. We don't go with him. A British yeah, man do the opposite and tea. go with the first decision. This is a British museum owner, which is um, about the most British you can be. His name and is literally Standish. Standish that's like the Bloom. Most, that's the most British name you could get for a museum position. Yeah, and I think you heard how British I vo- voiced him, <laughs> and he did not offer us tea. You did sound quite British. Not yeah. even a crumpet. Very authentic, I know. Yeah. Wait, did he offer us crumpets if not, not a spot not of tea? A, not a lick. I wouldn't not fuck him as you His, British say. Even, okay, even if I had cause to trust this guy, which I don't, his lack of hospitality uh, leads me it's a big to turn off. Yeah, it's a huge turn off. Let's do it then. All right. He doesn't explain anything. He just says we'll give you credit if you follow him down to the he, lab. He and this other guy are probably going to stab us in the face. But uh, I say we take the sickle back. Which is safer? Take the All sickle right. back. Uh, just a minute, you say, scooping up the box and closing it before Doctor Bloom can get to it. You hold it close to your body. I never said that you could have the sickle. I just wanted you to examine it and give me background on it. I'm afraid you don't understand the reality of the situation, says Dr. Bloom, taking a step towards you and holding a hand out for the box. Red flag, red flag. We appreciate that you helped it bring it to our attention, but all antiquities found in the United Kingdom are the property of the state. It is illegal to hold them personally. Is that... Is that correct? I don't. Fuck if I knew. I don't think so. I hope not. I think. Uh, well, uh, let's di- dissect that. If you find something in the U.S., is it the U.S.'s property or is it your property? Well, because we're uh, built on freedom here, it is in fact your property. So if I go to the U.K., if I find something in the U.K., is it mine or is it the U.K.'s? Uh, it's probably the U.K. since you are not British. That's fair. Are you <laughs> British, Dylan? Are you British? No? Okay. Didn't think so. Right, yeah, yeah. Not, not really. <laughs> yeah. Confirmed. Uh, yeah. He, uh, his, yeah. It is illegal to hold them personally. His insincere smile irritates you. You are glad at that moment that you did not give him the sickle. Uh, how do you know this is from the UK? Nothing I've seen has given me any proof to that effect, you say, edging toward the doorway. The tall man that you assume is Lester moves to block you off. Uh, oh, what's... Oh, I'm thinking of Lurch from the 
is that Adam's family or is yeah, that the Munsters? Adam, yeah, that is Adam's family. Uh, Mon- Munsters don't really have a bodyguard type. I don't know. Uh, well, uh, it says Lester. Uh, I'm going to picture him as Lurch from Adam's family, and that's how it's going to be. So all he speaks is just. He hasn't spoken so far, so yeah, that's or or he can be like that guy from uh, oh shit, uh, Hot Fuzz, Narb. Yarb. Oh, um, Yarb. Lurch. His uh, name is like Michael Armstrong. I actually found out what? the same guy who played the Hound in Game of Thrones is that actor. His name's not. Lurch. Oh yeah, it's it's not Lurch, but no, oh, you're you're super right. Yeah, that's yeah. that is the same actor. His I nickname is Lurch in the movie. I actually just watched is it. Is it? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, more on point than I realized. Okay. <laughs> so uh, come on now, don't be foolish," says Bloom. Lesser's cold security. Please hand over the box, and we'll forget this bit of unpleasantness. If you do not. You'll be dealt with as the law permits. Sure, I'll give it to you as soon as you return the El- El- Elgin marbles. Elgin, Elgan marbles. I am assuming that's a reference to something Elgin. British. E l g i n. What marbles uh, can we get a Google check on that? <laughs> maybe, maybe later. The Elgin marbles. Yeah, E l g i n marbles. Capital E. Sure. You shout as you duck by uh, Dr. Bloom and rush by brush past Lurch. Both make moves to grab you, but you manage to escape. You slip out the n- open doorway, past the secretary, and into the narrow hallway, running as fast as you can. Hey! Hey! Uh, come back! Stop that person! You hear Bloom shout. Luckily, you are not in the museum proper. There are no security guards handy. At the end of the hall, opposite the way you came in, you see a door with an emergency exit sign. You run toward it and push through. As soon as you do the alarm siren sound, you're outside in a narrow alleyway. It leads into a busy street, that, so you take off in that direction. Clutching the package tightly to your chest, you rush into the street. You almost knock someone over. Uh, sorry about that, you yell over your shoulder. You're never a track star, but you hope that you can run faster than an aging antiquities specialist. <laughs> you sneak a peek behind you. Good. No sign of Bloom or his sidekick Lurch. The summer streets are crowded with tourists and people out for lunch. It gives you cover. You duck into a side street and keep running. After a few minutes, you come to a small green park. You finally stop running and put the package into your pocket. That is when you realize that you left your backpack in Bloom's office. Nothing irreplaceable is in the bag. It's lucky your cell phone and wallet are in your jacket pocket, but they'll they'll learn your home address. Oh, fuck. Oh, Just don't go back home. Yeah, right. so we can't go back to anywhere familiar associated with the address. Okay. Easy, just uh, don't go back home. So you continue through the park and on to the nearest tube station. You're afraid to call Tvig in case they can track your cell phone. Why is there so much? Oh, it actually. It makes sense for when you sent that picture actually, earlier. We got fucked. Yeah. I th- if I understand I believe there's also cell phone monitoring is also a much bigger deal in the UK. Like it's a thing. Big brother. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, like Amer- America. And, well, as far as we know, not so much. But UK, like it's it's a thing. Um, oh, that is true. It's it is in the UK. Mm-hmm. Fuck if I know. I know Big Brother is, but I don't know if I, fucking cell phone shit. Right. I'm sure that's every government. That is true. Probably more you than we know. realize. We say in earshot of cell phones. Um, <laughs> you are afraid to call to Vig in case they can track your cell phone. You decide to go in person. You ride the London Underground randomly. F- randomly for an hour changing trains frequently no one seems to be on your trail that's actually a pretty good tactic yeah not not bad not shabby um you get off at the station near twig's house as you emerge from the underground your cell phone beeps it's a text message 
Uh, come to North Yorkshire ASAP. Train from King's Cross at 1210. See map below. Essential that you bring package I gave you. We'll explain once we meet. Do not tell anyone your plans. Please reply and confirm arrival. Alistair. You look at your watch. It's 1140. You have just enough time to catch the train from Waterloo Station if you leave immediately. So we can decide to try to catch the 1210 to Yorkshire and call Tvig from the train or go to Tvig's first. Take the take the fucking train. Yeah. Yeah, uh, take the fucking train. Fuck Twig's house. Let's catch that train. You make an impulsive decision to try and catch the train. Just forward the text message to Twig just in case you you forward the text message to Twig just in case you can't reach him. Why? That's such a terrible You were just Why? expressing that one of concern. The other options? Your whole it go strategy is to oh. be your whole strategy is to be unseen and undetected, and yet you're like, hey, let me send a location yeah. via text to Twig, yeah. who we, we don't um, even know is alive. Yeah, we've got meta knowledge in that um, we saw that sending a picture to Twig, they, they hacked our phone. But we also con- like expressed concern in a different branch that someone is hacking our phone. Clearly, okay, whatever. <laughs> he is going to get himself killed. God damn it. This or she. An idiot. It, we, we don't have gender here. It has not specified gender for the player character. The protagonist bitch. is an idiot. Um, uh, we just have a silhouette of a person in a hoodie here on the drawing here. So you forward the text message to Twig just in case you can't reach him. You reach King's Cross Station within with five minutes to spare. Once the train is moving, you pull out your cell phone to examine Alistair's map. It indicates a trailhead leading to a place called Waynestones. Win Winstones? I don't know. I don't know if there's a different British pronunciation of it. Waynestones. I'm going to call it Waynestones. The nearest place is a small town called North Northallerton. You call Twig again, but no answer. You wonder what could be going on and why he still hasn't called. Because someone jacked your fucking phone. Or you he's s- dead. Or he's dead. Yeah, he's got multiple, like potentially many bone breaks and internal injuries he's probably dead um you sleep on the way north with the golden sickle zipped safely into your inner coat pocket um i'm going to the waynestones you tell the cabbie outside the northallerton station have you heard of it the pub he asks no it's supposed to be an ancient rock formation near the town of great broughton 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 you reply uh, sure. I've been mount uh, should been mo- mountain biking up there. Hop in, he says. Half an hour later, you are climbing. The trail is steep at first, but the stone path evens out once you get up to the ridge line of the moor. Your thoughts keep returning to Alistair's warning. What did he mean when he said that Bloom was one of them? A gentle breeze cools you as you hike. Despite feeling distracted, you do enjoy the scenery of peaceful small villages set against the deep green countryside. So he's an idiot with strategy, but he is an optimist, so I admire that. All right. Or he or uh, she. You get to the Waynestones just as the sun sets. It is a haphazard jumble of sandstone boulders. The sky glows red in the west, and you look around to see if there's anyone if anyone is there to meet you. You move forward into the pile of dark stones, turning on the flashlight you bought at the station. As you move between two large rocks, something hard smashes into the back of your head. What? Everything what? goes dark. Why didn't they keep 
clobbering him over the fucking okay Jesus. Yeah, he just gets fucking wrecked oh shit okay when you wake up you are tied hand and foot with a thick rope a gag is in your mouth you look around which causes a sharp pain to shoot down your neck oh fuck you are yeah. lying in the mud and what fuck. there's no the end here we'll see you about are, to get into some sexy time oh now sexy we're talking sexy capture time Oof. uh yeah have you not done sexy capture time before? Have you ever no. had your hands bound and been gagged by some thick rope? In the middle of a British field and forest? Oh, yeah. Wait, is he still on, like, the middle of a field, or is he, like, upwards, like, on, a, like, a hill or something? So he's uh, he is in a jump, half, haphazard jumble of sandstone boulders. Oh, that just does not sound fun. Like, if it was a bed, like, ooh, maybe. maybe not but fun, but sexy. Boulders, like, uh, that's just unpleasant. But haphazard sandstone boulders. Uh, More like half-assed. Like, who planned this? Who thinks rocks and sandstone are sexy? Am I right? Uh, People that live around them? Do you not? You are lying in the mud in what looks like a dense forest in front of a small campfire. Dark, dark hooded shapes move about the fire, cast casting flickering shadows. One holds the golden sickle high above his head and begins chanting. I'm so sorry I brought you into this, whispers a voice behind you. I've managed to make a mess of the whole thing. You open one eye and turn your head slightly to see who is talking. Alistair? It's hard to tell in the darkness, but his face looks like a mass of bruises and his lip is split open. Blood oozes slowly from it. Like I should talk to you, you hiss. I'm attacked by crazies for the second time in one day. For real, though. What the fuck is going on? What the hell? They made me call you. I didn't want to do it, but they have ways, methods to make you do things against your will, he says. Mm. His words are quiet and a bit mushy. Uh, you think he may have been... You think he may be missing some teeth. Fuck. Nice. Jesus, they don't play around. Yeah, they don't have good dental plans over there, so... I like, mean, he's Jewish, so... It's I like, mean, he'll oh. still fit in, but, like, there's no way to fix that. Uh, yeah. I think they mean to sacrifice us to the gods of the green, the gods of the sun, and the gods of the stone. Again, I'm so sorry. You only half pay attention to what he says. You are focused on the small pocket knife you taped to the inside of your right thigh. Wow, talk about convenience. I'm thinking ahead. <laughs> Out of way. Why did you tape it to the inside of his thigh? I mean, I, I, like... <laughs> I typically tape it to the inside of my left thigh, but okay, no, like this is a good this is a good call. Oh, no, the man. right thigh. The trick, no, yeah, the, the right trick thigh. is you have to tape it to like the lower part of your back. That way, if you oh. shimmy just enough, it'll fall. But that's near the your shoe. first place they look. They look for the gun or the pocket knife just stashed in your back waistband. Um, no, that's the trick, though. You have to have a fake gun and a knife. Knife taped down. Oh, they won't expect both. Mind games. Okay. Uh, so yeah, inside of your right thigh, getting it without being noticed is your main problem. Of course, the Wainstones are a secondary focal point for the energy of the old ones. Alistair continues. Oh, are we gonna get into some Cthulhu shit, old ones? Oh shit. Oh god. The but old Stonehenge gods. and the Ring of Brodgar. 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 B r o d. G-A-R. Brodger. Adrian Brodger. Are too well guarded now. Anyone can come to the Wainstones, though. The figure with the golden sickle stops chanting. At least ten others join join him in front of the fire. They begin to chant as well. They're all looking in your direction, but you can't see their faces within their dark hoods. You try to look like you're struggling in your sleep. 
You flop over and manage to get the knife in your bound hands. They're coming to the end of the first part, says Alice Stair, matter-of-factly. They will all turn and bow to the archdruid. That's your chance to cut your bindings. How does he know we have a knife? Does can he? Okay. Uh, He's an archdruid. He must have some kind of like former knowledge of this yeah. shit. I guess there's another archdruid. I guess multiple archdruids. It seems I don't know the hierarchy of secret English henge cults. Yeah, Dylan, what do you know about these uh, British Jewish Which cults? Why to, did you ask me? Seem to be completely different from the, the fairy shit going on before. I guess the solstice is just a crazy time of year. Pagan season, man. It's crazy. Pagan season. <laughs> Uh, they will all turn and bow to the archdruid. That's your chance to cut your bindings. Once you start running, I'll scream and roll into the fire. Fuck me. Damn, that dude uh, is like hard That should dedicated. distract them long enough for you to get away. Just head down slope. We are only a couple of miles from town and there are lots of paths. They may even give up if you get a good lead. Most druids don't want to be caught. Most druids. Uh, you don't know what to make of this, but as soon as they as they kneel down, you start sawing feverishly with your little knife. Sweat runs into your eyes and your head pounds from the earlier blow. Finally, you cut through the ropes at your feet and you feel your bindings fall away. This book is so much harder to win than the Zeus book. <laughs> I told you like, there'd be fire involved. Ludicrously harder. There's yeah, you made Zeus. how many decisions in the Zeus book too, and we've made like thirty. Yeah, we made like four decisions. Like yeah, in the Zeus maybe book, four decisions like, in the Zeus book, and we won. Like yeah, all of a sudden, like oh, well, this is gonna be easy. Yeah, because that's Zeus how book, you win. Yeah, in the Zeus book, you didn't have to deal with people. It's like, hey, which temple do you want to go to? This one, yeah. okay. What um, do you want to do now? Yeah. Go here. Good news. You won. This one is like good news. Which cultists are following you I, everywhere. I will say it's a win as far as we know. There could be like a better win like i don't know do you a join quicker one do you no, not a quicker one like a fuller win like maybe you join the pantheon of you become greek a demigod gods. you become a greek god how fucking cool would that be oh and the first one i got you. so we can decide to try and free alistair before escaping or choose to follow alistair's plan and run away immediately honestly i vote for run away immediately as much as i love alistair as from like that whole was it 90, 90 minutes that we met him? Seconds. 90 seconds that we met him? <laughs> I think his plan might be best. And there's a lot more cultists than there are yeah, of he's us. also pretty beat up, so I don't know how much use he would be. Yeah, and by the time you even get his, like, bindings, either he would just, like, spin and finish going, yeah, no, just casually, casually leaning over and cutting this dude's bonds while they're ritualing with a very sharp golden sickle that has a rental in it. Like, let's not forget. Yeah. Yeah. A rental. Is he really worth it? I mean, that's what I meant. No. Is he worth it? He's going to die. Yeah. No. We're like, yep. fuck it. Uh, I, okay. So we are three for three. Fuck you, Alistair. Yeah, we're getting he that. He has a oh lack of plot armor. As it so we're going to run away immediately. Turn to page 83. I swear to God, if we get another the end page. I'll be back. You whisper as you run into the night. It is difficult to see the darkness after being near the firelight. Tree branches hit your face as you stumble through the woods. In the background, you hear someone screaming. Shit. Oh, you fear shit. that Alistair may, might have 
been serious about rolling into the fire's distraction. Oh fuck, I forgot he said he was gonna roll into the fire. Oh. He said he was gonna roll into fire. Who am I supposed to believe somebody that's gonna say they're gonna roll into wait, fire? Wait. When he said roll into the fire, do you mean like actually yeah. roll into the flames or yes. just like roll into more of the Oh shit. Like well roll into nothing that would be remotely comfortable in a fire. Okay. No, I mean like roll into more view so he would just like be more visible. That's not fire no, though. No, into fire. It's either a fire fire or a gunfire, neither of which are healthy. Yeah. You not can shooting. That's, you that's can true. feel the small bulge of your cell phone in your back pocket, but you can't reach it because your hands are still bound. You just okay. So Son you of cut. A bitch. Wait, so I guess you cut, cut your foot bounds. It would be much oh, easier if fuck. you could simply call the police. You keep running, and eventually you reach a wider path. The moonlight between clouds breaks. Uh, oh, the moonlight between cloud breaks lets you see where you're going. The path leads to the road and parking area near the trailhead. The parking lot is empty. The car park is empty so you start jogging down the road as soon as you see a set of headlights coming your way you step into the middle of the road and start hopping up and down to get the driver's attention why help me you plead as the cl- car pl- slows to a stop <laughs> the, the car plows through you <laughs> plows to a st- yeah as the car slows to a stop the woman behind the wheel looks at you for a moment and then rolls down her window what happened she asks politely but wearily i've been kidnapped by but i escaped they still have my friend Please, get me to the police. Okay, hop in, she says. Uh, oh, okay. That was easy. Wait, what? Uh, once at the police station, you tell your story as quickly as possible. They agree to send out a team to check on your story. You are doubtful that the druids will still be there, but you have to try for Alistair's sake. As you feared, there is no sign of anything at the Waynestones besides the remains of a campfire and lots of muddy footprints. Jesus. The police take you seriously and... Oh, that's the first... And they take pictures of the scene. They collect mud samples for testing, but there is not much they can do due to the lack of evidence or suspects. They recommend that you seek medical treatment, but besides some bumps and bruises, you feel all right. I'll just spend the night at a hotel and head back to London tomorrow, you say. You toss and turn all night. Finally at dawn, you sleep. At, at You fall asleep at dawn. Yikes. You are checking out in the late morning when your cell phone rings. It's the police. So you got like four hours of sleep. Let's turn to page 111. Nice. It's the police? Um, uh, let's see. A man matching the description of your friend was found walking along the cliffs near the North Sea. It's about an, uh, an hour from here. We wonder if you could come down and identify him, they inquire. When you get to the police station, you immediately recognize Alistair. He stinks and mumbles to himself. He wears nothing but his undershorts. He looks at you intently, but there is no recognition in his eyes. Oh, shit. Uh, two flapjacks in the morning. R- right as rain, rain or shine. Two. Always two. Oh, no good for you. Uh, Alistair, it's me. Do you recognize me? He nods vigorously. Friar Tuck always ate six. Robin didn't like that, but Maid Marian took pity on the holy man and would give him a couple extra. Something has uh, obviously happened to him, the police officer says. He'll need some sort of help. Shall I call a cab for you to take him home? You realize you have no idea where Alistair lives. When you finally reach Twig, you discover that neither does he. He just contacted me out of the blue, Twig says. So... Let's revisit that in a second. He ends up arranging for round-the-clock nursing for Alistair at his home in London. Even then, it takes Alistair a full month before he regains his senses. He can't tell you anything more about that night at the Waynestones. Somehow, he does have a feeling that the Druid's plans were disrupted, but he is not sure how. The end. Wait, what? That's how it ends? That's how it ends. 
What the Wait, fuck? That's how it ends, or did we lose? I th- I think that is a soft loss. That is like the vague, you didn't win, but you're not dead, lose. Well, so fuck this. We disrupted that- the druid's plans. Like, wait. What is oh, the- no, he kept the sickle. Fuck, he's got the si- Yeah, we definitely yeah. lost, because the druids kept the sickle. God I mean, damn at, the, it. at the very Shit. least, they didn't get two sacrifices, but they still have the sickle. Yeah. They got the sickle, that's all they wanted. Fuck. So, it, we were talking about the old, like, I think they managed to at least partially summon a view into some Cthulian horror that made Alistair lose his mind because you were talking about old one rituals. I don't Jeez. know. So either we're supposed to free Alistair from his bindings or go to Twig's house and see, oh, guess what? These guys are really bad yeah. news because they killed him. Which it's also very unclear. How does Twig know Alistair? Did how does anyone it's not really it's, yeah it's not really established but like Jesus. it says he he just contacted me out of the blue like so does that mean that he had never met him before or he just called him out of the blue like hey you What's need up, to tell either you or like a good friend need to drive way the fuck out to the hinge and meet me to pick up a, an extremely dangerous cursed ritual weapon. Okay, thanks. Is Twig like in on it? Is he like, oh yes, you're my dear friend. I think, Do this for me. Well, I think tw- Twig is the biggest mystery of all. One, why is he German? <laughs> two, who is Twig? Why does he call you? He knows Alistair. He's been in some horrible accident and cannot get him on the goddamn phone to save our life to literally save our life that shady bastard thing just sounds like an asshole what if he's, yeah, he's just he's just an, yeah. yeah there's the answer he's just an asshole he's just yeah. an asshole Twig is trying to like Jim use you as like the fall man for his misdo- misdoings with druids apparently okay well we've been at this for quite some time <laughs> and unfortunately i think this this children's book has in fact defeated us fuck this book for, and fuck twig for now yes fuck tw- i agree fuck twig so it's defeated us for now um but so that does mean uh we do have a rule here if we have to give up we do finish our drink so we'll be finishing our drink here momentarily absolutely uh, damn it that's it for like that's it for today we're going to try and take another crack at it later once we are perhaps a little less a little more sober from having to do two of these back to back even if we won the first one slightly Um, under the influence uh, yeah we're gonna in the meantime we're gonna look into some of these extremely vague unresearchable druidic cults see what we can do to research and make the right decisions next time also fuck twig again Uh, yeah fuck twig um I don't know, maybe we save Alistair next time. Well, let's let's think. We'll we'll think about we'll see it. See what happens. Uh, or eat the fairy food. Uh, oh, I know you want to eat that. Answer. You want to eat that lasagna. That fucking lasagna. That screams fairy food. Fairy lasagna, man. Hey there. Before we end the episode, I want to give a quick shout out to the Guild of Ambiance for their fireplace and medieval tavern in Ambiance, as well as the Sword Coast Soundscapes for their crowded local tavern sounds. I use both of those in the mix for the, in the background noise of the intro and outro. I had not made either of those at the time of recording, so giving a shout out now. Thanks, y'all. Okay, so th- yep, this has been You Call the Shots, where we do you choose your own adventure books with the absolutely needed element of alcohol. I'm Jonathan Harden. <laughs> I'm Jack Bristol. Hey, I'm Dylan Kleiser. Thank you, Dylan. And we'll catch you next time as you call the shots. Do-do-do. Bing. Bing.
All right, I think you've had just about enough. You gotta go. Oh, and uh, <laughs> see you next time.